get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Super intelligence. Full of wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say I receive it. And Lord, we bless you for utterance also to share your word. Now, the person beside you say, I sure believe that by the time I'm leaving today, I would be better than I came in. Now, there's something I wanted you to say, but don't let it sound selfish. Just say, my aim is not just to be better than I came in, or to be better than you. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, the reason you're saying that is just to make that other person get serious with this service. Say, the way you are doing melee, tell the person. <laughs> are you sure you want to receive anything today? For me, I'm active. I'm alive and I'm ready to receive for myself so I know that I will surely be greater than I came in and better than you tell the person you better be smart I mean what I just said I mean it I mean it if you're not careful I'll leave far better than you. You better wake up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a success. Give someone a high five. Say I'm a success. Give someone a high five. Say I'm so rich. One say that hand that just touched you is the hand of the richest thing in the world. I'm the richest thing in the world, I'm the wealthiest thing in the world. I mean, I'll never be poor. Tell the person, look at me. Can you see poverty? Never, 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 never. Glory to God. Say from my head to my toe. I'm wealthy. Say if you smell me now, you perceive money because I'm loaded. I'm rich in dollars, in pounds, in yen, in sterling, in naira. I'm so rich. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Corinthians. Say, have you read that scripture? It says, the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Did you know that it's talking about me? What's the person's response? He didn't know. Now tell that one, say, open your ears now. Did you know that that scripture it's talking about me? Did you know that that scripture is not talking about someone else, but it's talking about me? You and the whole world are all waiting for my manifestation to show up. joy oh glory you may be seated hallelujah joy like a river joy like a river joy like a river in my soul I got joy like a river joy like a river I got joy like a river in my soul Holy Ghost like a fire, Holy Ghost like a fire, Holy Ghost like a fire in my soul. I got Holy Ghost like a fire, Holy Ghost like a fire, Holy Ghost like a fire in my soul. All right, take your Bible now. Let's look in the Word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You ready for this now? You know, on Thursday, I wanted to get into something that I couldn't get into. Um, still talking about uh, living the supernatural life. But uh, I'll try and get into it today so we can round off and move into another subject. But I want you to get ready, SKC. We are going to look at the Word of God a lot this semester. So you are going to be flying. By the time you go back home, you will be flying. Glory to God. You know, the most important thing in the whole world is the word of God. When you put it in your spirit, you will be unlimited. And I don't mean glow. Alright? For that's just an advertisement to sell their whatever. You will be unlimited. Talking about the supernatural life, I said, let's see how we can run that up today. I'll try. We'll run it up today. Uh, you know, the word of God is complete. The Bible that you carry in your hand is complete. If there is any subject in your life that you need solution for, and you've not gotten it, and you say, I read the scripture very well, I can't still find it there. You're right. You said you read the scripture very well. The Bible doesn't say you should just read the scripture. Jesus says, search the scripture. That's what Jesus said. And Paul said, study. Study. 
Okay, the Bible is not just for reading. The Bible is for searching and studying. There's a difference. Have you ever found gold on the surface of the ground? <laughs> you can never find. If you found one, it dropped from someone. <laughs> Somebody got it, then it dropped from the person. You'll never find gold on the surface of the ground. To get gold, you've got to dig deep. Actually, the most expensive things in the world that brings a lot of money, I mean mineral resources, are found when you dig very deep into the ground. For instance, oil. You have to dig very deep to get crude oil gold and so on and so forth the same thing with the word of god now god did it like that god purposely did it like that because you see jesus said don't cast your pears to swines god wants those who will be ready to go and dig and bring stuff out for themselves and then he will show them once they are ready and they start digging, we show them things. It's the privilege of a king to hide the matter. But you know, it will do you a lot of good to search out the matter. He has given us that honor to search it out, to search out the matter. So you search the scriptures if you want to get deep truths. The ones you just read. In fact, sometimes when you read the Bible, you just be reading and yawning. <sighs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not getting anything. But Revelation. Ah. You won't want to stand up. You just come there. You, you want to stay there. Say, dear, dear, dear. You could stay on one verse. One verse. For hours. You're just meditating. I mean, you're just meditating. Oh, I remember how much I would spend just meditating on the words of Jesus. Some powerful statements. I would just stay back and be mad. Let me give you one. An example. Jesus Christ said to that woman, you remember when Lazarus was dead? He died and the Bible records that Jesus, Lazarus, was Jesus' beloved. Because when they came to him, they said, Master, the one that you love is dead. So Jesus loved that family, Lazarus' family. In that family was Mary. In that family was Martha. Okay, so when Lazarus died, and Jesus approached their city, and Martha came and met the master and said, He's dead if you have been here. He wouldn't have. You see? See what she's thinking. If you have been here, in other words, she's trying to say, now it's too late. What were you actually doing in another language? We sent for you since you didn't show up. Now you are coming, master. If you have been here, that's another language. But anyway, she was trying to say that now it's too late. You're here now. It's too late. But Jesus didn't think it was too late. Jesus said, don't worry. Your brother will rise again. She said, at the resurrection of the dead, Jesus said, mm -mm. I am the resurrection 
and the life. You didn't hear that? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus didn't say, he didn't say, I have the power of resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Not, I have the power of resurrection. Those are the kind of things you read in the scripture and you, you say, what? You just sit down and say, did I see that? What? You should meditate on it. What does this mean? I am. Now, he says, I am the resurrection. Then he says, I am the life. How can a man on earth talk like this? How could he say, I am the life? He, a man. How could he talk like that? That's, that's the reason why in his days, it got people really troubled. Because they never heard anybody who speak like this one before. They will be sent to arrest him. But as they come, they're going to arrest him now. Now, you know, we planned it. What we're just doing before the people start crowding up. You just carry him from behind. I'll catch you. You know, we'll just organize. we take him away. And as they're just going, and then they get in his meeting, and he's preaching, just like this. You know, talking gently, just walking around, and he's teaching. He's just talking. And they will come into that meeting. They're coming to arrest him. And then they will hear what saying. Just wait a little while. We'll, we'll do it. No, don't let us do it. be in a rush. Just hold on. Oh, we shouldn't be in a rush. Because if we want to rush now, the people may stone us. So, just watch. Watch. I'll give you a signal. But while they're there, words are coming out. And then the people that want to arrest him, their jaws drop. Uh-huh. They've never heard this thing before. Uh-huh. Human being talking like this. And then at the end of it all, they can't arrest. They go back to the Pharisees, the Jews that send them. So they say, where is he? Ah, see, <laughs> no man ever speak like that man. Is that what we send you to go and do? <laughs> because the wisdom that we are hoosing out of him. I love Jesus. I love him so much. Glory to God. But here is it. If you don't meditate on those words, they cannot get in your spirit. They cannot get in your spirit. You will have to learn to meditate on the word of God. How many chapters have you read today? I read 15. It's of no use if you read 15 and none of them got into your spirit. You think about it. You have a plate of food. You ate the first one. You say, ah. I'm still hungry. They give you the second one. You finish that one. Say, <laughs> it's as though I've not eaten anything. And then you eat 15 plates. And you are still saying, it's as though I've not eaten anything. That means that it's not going to your body. And so if you eat like this every day, you're not going to grow. That's the truth. It will not profit you. That means as the thing is entering, it's disappearing. That's the same thing when you read the scripture and it's not getting to your spirit. You're just wasting time. You're practicing religion. That's what you're doing. And religion doesn't profit any man. It only makes you feel good. In other words, in your heart, you feel good. Have you prayed today? I have prayed today. You only feel, you're not blessed. There's a difference between being blessed and feeling good. You're not blessed, but you feel good. 
You pray today? Yes, I, I pray today. I prayed. How many of you pray today? Uh, yeah. What did you tell the father? Huh? I, I, I told him a lot of things, but I know I must have spoken about my family, myself, today. That's because no real communication. What you did was you practice religion. Christianity is not a religion. Glory to God. When I say that, somebody always wonder, so what is Christianity? Christianity is the life of Christ in you here on earth. Christianity is simply put as so in this world. That's Christianity. It is divinity at work in humanity. That's Christianity. Where God reproduces himself in human beings. That's Christianity. Hallelujah. Well, we are not going to arrive there one day. It's gradually. We work on ourselves gradually. And then we grow. We increase. Our faith increases. And then we get to a level where nothing will be impossible unto us. That's the real purpose of Christianity. Hallelujah. Alright. So, talking on Thursday, I was telling you about how to live the supernatural life and there is no way you can you can live the supernatural life without first knowing and we talked about why you have to know how you should know for instance how do you know if you don't study your bible how do you know if you don't listen to messages for those of you that don't like to listen to messages you have your phone for the wrong purpose you see that a christian born again a christian born again we go to your phone now there are still things that another person cannot see you can look into your phone your phone a christian full of the holy ghost you can't leave your phone for someone because you, you you're trying to be careful Take your phone password is everywhere why because of your hearts you are not living like a Christian. You are living like those of this world. The Bible says, Love not the world and the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So don't act that way. You are acting that way, then you are not exhibiting the love of God. Okay, so as Christians, you ought to have messages on your phone. You ought to listen to messages. The word of God. Saturate your spirit, your heart with the word of God. The more you do that, the more your faith will rise. You won't have to do any effort for your faith to grow. All you just need to do is eat. Eat the word of God. Keep eating the word. Your faith will just be growing. So the supernatural life, first you know about it. And how do you know about it? Through the word of God. Through hearing. You study. You read books. I don't say, I'm not saying that you should read every book. Not every book should you read not every message should you listen to you see that because there are some that you listen to that will damn your spirits it has been a trouble in the heart of many why there's a lot of contradiction among preachers and i often tell people that should not be a problem to you you have to understand that them preachers are human beings and God doesn't call you because you know the scriptures. God calls you first. It's your own responsibility, therefore, to go and study 
First, study for yourself. Next, you study to teach your people so that you can really help them, really help them grow. That's the responsibility of every preacher and every child of God. So because the man is a preacher and is very, very anointed does not mean that he knows the scripture. That's one thing I want you to keep. Another thing I want you to keep in your heart is that there are different callings. There are those that are called to be teachers. There are those that are called to be preachers. When you're called to be, pre- to be a preacher, there are things that are allowed. They are permitted when you are talking to the people. For instance, I mentioned one the other day. You can talk to the people and tell them, uh, God will bless you today. And that could be a real sign. <laughs> Your miracle is around the corner. Your miracle is around the corner. Your miracle is around the corner. Well, show me the corner. Your miracle is around the corner. Your miracle is around the corner. Okay. You'll be inspired. Somebody, your miracle is around the corner. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Push! Give yourself a high five. And you're you happy. Because your miracle is around the corner. Now, the teacher will teach you how to get to that corner and how to assess your miracle. And which corner is it? That's the teacher. Now, when it's a teacher that's your pastor, then you should know that there's a grace that is upon him that wants to know things, that wants to search out the matter. He wants to know how, why, when, how do we put it to work. That's the grace upon a teacher. A preacher does not have that grace. He's called to be a teacher, and therefore, that grace is granted him. His eyes are open to revelation, to see things the way they ought to be. Now, this is not minister's meeting. I would have gone a bit further to tell you something more. But let me just stop there. Okay? So, don't hold your pastor or whoever pastor responsible if they don't give you the right knowledge. You have to understand that you have a responsibility to go to the Word of God for yourself, too. But if you have a pastor who teaches you and um, helps you dig out things, you should be grateful to God and say, Lord, I thank you for the grace. Blessed be your name. Uh, just be grateful to God. That does not mean you should condemn someone else. Alright? Because we are at different level of grace in our life. So, living the supernatural life, you must know. That means you must have the knowledge. Then the second thing I told you is that living the supernatural life you must learn to put your mouth to work. If you study the Bible, Jesus spoke words a lot. Uh, did you remember when David was about to kill Goliath? Did you notice that he didn't keep quiet? He spoke. While he was right there, while Goliath was in front of him, this little boy was still speaking. He was not afraid. He was not intimidated. Number one, he knew that he could defeat Goliath. How? That he said, the covenant says, one of you shall chase a thousand. Two of you shall put ten thousand to flight. That was what Jesus, that was what God told them. Beg your pardon. That was what God told them under the Old Testament. But then, the others didn't take advantage of it. But he was because of it. So he knew that this guy cannot defeat me. And to even make the matter worse, to spoil everything for that guy, he started insulting the God of Israel. He has really passed his boundary. So all those things made David to be bold. So he knew, he had the knowledge that we we can defeat this guy. Why are you guys running away? We can defeat him. He had that knowledge. 
Then secondly, he spoke. He didn't keep it to himself. He started speaking. He says, today. Hear him. He says, today. He doesn't say, if almighty God gives me the power, the ability, you will die today. He, he says, today, I will take your head off of your neck. Today. That's speaking. You cannot live the supernatural life truly without talking. You must talk. Because it's one of the ways you express your faith. And I'll, I'll give you the final one shortly. It's one of the ways you express your faith. Talking. Your mouth must work. It must work. Listen, if you want to see progress in your life, in your academics, you must talk to it. Otherwise, you will be claiming that you have the supernatural life and you'll be living the natural life. Oh, I'm living the supernatural life naturally. Say it. Now, if you don't talk, you will be living the natural life naturally. But yet, you will know in your heart that you, you have the supernatural life. That's why you must talk. You must not keep quiet. Christians are talkers. Now, we may go outside and be quiet and be calm, you know. We don't hurt anybody. We don't fight anybody. We don't shout. We are not lousy and all of that. But when it comes to dealing with spiritual things, we talk. We're not quiet. I mean, you sit right in front of someone and the person is talking to you. And the person says, you know, like all of us, you know, the word we are is evil. Is evil. And, you know, like, you know, we poor people. You know the rich, they love to suffer. We, the poor. And you're just there smiling. Why? You don't want to hurt the, the other fellow. You don't have to hurt him. Just say glory to God. I thank God I'm rich. I'm not. Continue. Just say that. So what if he's an elderly person? Oh, just use scope, cover your mouth, put your hand out up and say, I refuse to be poor. Listen, you get rid of that thing from your spirit. Otherwise, it will, if it rubs off on your spirit, you will go in that direction. Listen, words are powerful. Kill and words can mar you. Words can make you and words can break you. That's why you shouldn't take words lightly. God doesn't take words lightly. He doesn't. And I told you on Thursday, you don't express your feeling. That's not what you should do. You express the word in words. Okay, so the supernatural life must be lived by speaking. You will speak. You have to speak. Use your words. You can speak to anything. When you start feeling trouble in your body or academics or whatever, start talking to that thing and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming out of this. I refuse to be here. I come out of this. In the name of Jesus, I reject this pain in my body. I refuse to have pain. I have the life of God in me, the very nature of Almighty God. If God doesn't fall sick, I refuse to fall sick because I have his nature. And I'm a joint heir with Christ. Greater is he. Oh, my goodness. I could continue and continue. That's why I talk to my body. Greater is he that is in me. The Bible says, with Christ, you have one flesh, one body with Christ. He says, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That means the shrine of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? The dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. So therefore, I refuse to accommodate sickness and pain and infirmity in my body because the Holy Spirit tabernacles in this body. 
diseases, infirmities are all caused by demons. Not from God, by demons. Now, I understand that some people don't believe that demons exist. Okay? You're just in delusion. You're just deceiving yourself. If you don't believe that there is, <laughs> demons don't exist, it doesn't change the fact. Even if you don't believe it, they do. It's not going to eradicate them. The Bible clearly shows that they do exist. Angels of light exist. The Bible shows that. So, demons exist also. If God exists, Satan exists. That's the adversary out there. If you say Satan does not exist, then you are saying God does not exist. Why? Because that God is the one that says that Satan exists. And if you don't believe him, you don't believe he's there. So he exists. Demons exist. Some people say, I don't like when you push it to, to the extreme. You say, any little thing, you say demons. Any little thing, demons. Yeah, of course, you shouldn't push it, push it to the extreme. But you should be sensitive enough to know when things are caused by demons. How many of you, of course, quite a number of you were there Thursdays, I believe two Thursdays ago, that I was ministering to a beloved sister. After we prayed for the sister, she went back. While I was about to round up, what did I say? I said, the Lord just revealed something. Come back here. An evil spirit is responsible. And I cast that thing out. And you see, she came back with testimony last Thursday. It would be deceptive to say they don't exist. They do! For the Bible shows they do. These are fallen angels. But you know what? I love this part of it. The Bible shows that no matter how many they are, how ugly they look, the Bible reveals that they are simply under the foot of every Christian. The one that just gave his heart to Christ just now, maybe one minute ago, has become the master of Satan. Because when you give your heart to Christ, you come into Christ. And when you come into Christ, you reign with him. And so, every demon is under your foot. That's what the Bible reveals. You don't have to fast and pray first before they come under your feet. All you need to do is to come into Christ. Maybe I'll show you something. It's on the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 3. Chapter 2. Let's go to chapter 2. Uh, Alright, 2 is okay. 2. And I want to read from verse 4. And I want you to open your heart, open your spirit. Oh my goodness. Say, I love the word of God. Say it one more. Some of you are not even saying it at all. Say, I love the word of God. You better do. Ephesians chapter number 2, reading from verse 4. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy. Are you not glad he's rich in mercy? He's so rich in mercy. For God, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. 
Oh, I love this. Watch this. Even when we were dead in sins. Did you see that one? It says God loved us even when we were dead in sins. In other words, he doesn't love you because you are not a Christian. He loved you even while you were dead in sin. While you were a sinner, he loved you. For those of you that think that it's because you've been fasting very well lately, that's why God has been showing you love. It's not true. He says even when you were dead in sin, he loved you. Much more now. Alright, so, even when we were dead in sins, at quickened us together with Christ, by grace he has saved. At quickened, King James says quickened, the word there means to make alive. Has made us alive together with Christ. Hello? Alright. Make sure you pay attention. And that raised us up together. So why Jesus was in the grave, in the mind of justice, in the mind of God, we were in the grave there with him. Because what he was doing, he was doing for us. So we were in the grave in Jesus. Why God raised him? The Bible says we were raised together. God made him alive. We were made together alive. Then God raised him. We were raised together in the mind of God. Because what he was doing, he was doing for us. So we all came out of that grave together. Now, read the next thing. The next thing he says, and I, <laughs> let, let me take that again. Even when we're dead in sins, that quickened us together with Christ by grace he has saved, and had raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So God didn't stop there. He didn't raise us up with Christ and says, Alright, you guys go. And Jesus, you come up. Come and sit beside me. No. God said, the Bible says that we were raised together with Christ and we are seated together with Jesus. That means right now we are sharing a seat with him. Where is Jesus? At the right hand of God. We are sharing a seat with him. So you are here right now on earth, but at the same time, you are using the authority of Jesus. That's the reason why a human being can cast out devils. These are angelic beings. You didn't ask him to give you his authority. He did it. The Bible says, for his great mercy. Now when you talk like this, some people say, oh, you're trying to make, why are you making, you want to make them gods? No. That's not the point. The truth of the matter is, the Bible reveals that we have, uh, we have the same authority that Jesus has. In fact, he gave us the authority before he left. Because he didn't need it there. He wouldn't need it there. It brings to mind the story. I don't know how many of you have heard of this story. A dear man of God one day was praying and then he had an encounter. Had a vision. And he was kneeling down when this vision came before him. And Jesus of Nazareth appeared before him. And Jesus was talking about his ministry. Jesus was talking to him about his ministry. And he was listening. And while he was listening, a monkey-like being, of course that's a demon, came in between and spread something like a smoke, a screen of smoke or something, and spread it, and then start jumping. Yakety, yak, yakety, 
yak. In fact, Jesus was right there. Very interesting, very funny. Jesus was right there, and he was right there, and this demon was doing all this between both of them. He said, what did Jesus do? Jesus just kept talking. As though that thing was not there. He just kept talking. He kept talking, not distracted. He was just talking. But this man of God wasn't getting any more what Jesus was saying. So he was losing. He, he could see the lips of Jesus moving, but he couldn't pick any of his words. Because this thing was just making a noise and jumping around. And he was waiting. Can Jesus see? He should do something right in the presence of Jesus. He should do something. Jesus, but no. Jesus kept talking. Then he got fed up. I said, well, in the name of Jesus, you get up from here. And when he said so, that thing fell down like a whipped puppy and ran off. And Jesus kept talking. And he said, Master, Jesus stopped, yes. He said, didn't you see that? Why didn't you do something about that? Then Jesus said something. And I don't want you to miss this. Jesus told him. This is the reply of Jesus. Jesus said, if you hadn't done anything about that demon, he said, I couldn't do anything about it. I want you to hear what I said again. Jesus said, if you had not done anything about that demon, I could not have done anything about it. Could not. If you understand English, you know what that means. I could not, could not. Jesus didn't say, I will not. Jesus didn't say, I may not. He said, I couldn't have done anything about it. It means inability. And then that man of God stopped. He says, uh, I'm sure my ears. Did you say you could not? Jesus said, I said, I could not. I said, Lord, I don't care. I'm seeing you like this. I don't care about this vision. Whether I'm seeing you like this or not. The truth of the matter is, if you can't prove that to me from the Bible, I'll not take it. Jesus smiled. He said, Jesus just smiled sweetly. Jesus didn't reprimand him. Jesus just said, I'll show you. How many? Jesus said, if you, at least two, because the Bible says, in the matter of two or three witnesses, the word established. Jesus said, I'll give you four. <laughs> and he went on, mentioning. Jesus said, have you forgotten? While I was leaving earth, and I was talking to my disciples, I said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. What did I say there? I said, all authority is given in me in heaven and earth. What did I say next? Go ye therefore. What does that mean? I have all authority now. So, go ye therefore. He says, at that moment, I delegated the authority to the church. He said, did you notice that when you study the scripture, there is nowhere in the scripture under the New Testament that any of the apostles says, pray to God to deal with Satan for you. Nowhere. You hear things like, resist the devil. You, resist the devil. You, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You hear things like, give no room to the devil. Give no place to him. Jesus said, how could that have been possible if you don't have the power to do it? What did I tell my disciples? I, says, I said to them, I give you power over all 
of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Did you read that? Oh, the man of God said, I'm sorry, Lord. I've never seen it in that light. He was like, can you see that? You know why? When Jesus was living, Jesus delegated his authority. Delegated his authority. He gave it to the church. We are the church of Christ. We are his body. Jesus is the head. So his authority is at your disposal. You can either use it or you don't use it. It doesn't change anything. Some of us are using it. But some others, have, they, they, they will argue. They say, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. You, you just, you take yourself to be, it's a lie. All right. But some of us are using it. I will never be defeated in my life. The Bible shows that this Satan is defeated. Demons are defeated. They are not to be feared. They are not be, to be afraid. It's not something you, you, you hear of demons say, a demon is in that room. Hey, I'm not going there. What? You have to say, let's go. A, 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 a what? Let's go there. Why? Because you have the authority. Let me show you something else. In the same book of Ephesians, let me cap that up. <laughs> Chapter 1 now. I want you to read verse 19. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. Everybody read it. One to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Believers, that is. Uh-huh. 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 Read on. Wait. Jesus at his own right hand in the heavenly places that is God. Far above where Jesus is seated right now is far above all principalities. Read on. And power and might and dominion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, wait. If we don't go any further, common sense should tell you. We just read now that we are seated with Christ. And the Bible tells us here that that Christ is far above all principalities and powers. So we are seated within where he is. He is highly lifted and we are seated within. That means, even if we don't go on, because we are going to go on, you will see more. But if we don't go on, that means that we are far above. We are seated within, far above all principalities and powers. You know, you see, it's an insult when you let the devil oppress you with the Holy Ghost on the inside. It's an insult. Don't think God is pitying you. And that's why some people have been frustrated because they think <laughs> and then the devil slaps. <laughs> because they think, oh, you're seen. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. They think God is moved and God is saying, ah, oh, on his throne. Say, ah, angels, ah, you have to go and do something now. Why are they suffering my daughter like this? You will suffer and suffer. In fact, the thing will be just be increasing. And he will do nothing. Because he has done something. What else do you want him to do? He has done the most he could ever do. I mean, you are very wicked. If you are a father and you sent your only child to help a group of people and in the course of it, he died. If those group of people, if they still come back to you and say, please help us, what will you do? You should carry, you, if you have matches, look for it. Pursue them. I said, how wicked are you? 
God did the most he could do. The Bible says, if he, he did not withhold his only son, but gave him hope for us. He says, how will he not freely also give us all other things? He already did the most he could. He gave Jesus for us. Everything you want is in Jesus. Everything you, you will ever want is provided in him. All you need to do is discover what he has done and take advantage of it. Glory to God. Now, let's read this one. Verse 20, everybody now. Okay, let's do it this way. Let's read 19 into 20 so you get it in context. Now, verse 19, Ephesians 1, verse 19. Everybody want to go? That's very powerful. I don't want to stop there. Go on. Uh-huh. And dominion. Twenty-two. Uh-huh. Oops! Wait! Oh my goodness! Glory to God! Oh! Oh! Woo. You know what it says? It says God placed everything under the feet of Jesus. And then God made Jesus the head of the body. The body which is the church. Then it says, God did it for the benefit of the church. That's what King James says. King James says to the church. It means for the benefit of the church. So, for our benefit, God did this. Now, let's read on. Read on now. And as, verse 22 again. And as, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see that? The church is the body of Christ. Now, like I always like to tell you, if your head is seated here, will your body be seated somewhere else? No. Jesus is seated here, there, in heaven, at the right hand of the Father. We are all seated together with him. He is the We are the body. So, when the Bible says all things are under his feet, he's talking about the body. You have any feet in your head? No! It's in your body. So that means the tiniest Christian is still on top of Satan. If that one is at the feet, maybe the toe down there is still on top of Satan. I will never be defeated. Did you see? So crying out to God doesn't change anything. He doesn't. All you have to do is you learn to, that's why you have to know it. That's the reason why I spend time and time just studying the Bible. I want to know what belongs to me. So I can take advantage of it. So I won't be part of those that will be stuck in a situation I don't know what to do. I'll come out of it. Why? The knowledge of the word. Just give me time. Like I often say, if you put me in the desert, tie my legs, tie my hands, they should just carry me there. But please don't tie my mouth. If you don't, I'll come out. I'll come out. Because I will chop myself out of that place. Some things will just happen. Somebody somewhere will just, who has a jet, will just wake up one day and say, I just feel like going about. <laughs> oh, glory to God. We are not disadvantaged. Otherwise, this whole Christianity thing is not working. It's not working. But it works. If it works for some people, why is it not working for you? 
problem is you've not found out the secrets. And that's what I'm showing you. If you sit down, you wait somewhere and say, uh, something is happening in my home. <laughs> God, do something, do something. You will continue and continue. That's why some Christians get frustrated. They don't understand. We pray a lot in this family, yet nothing is changing. Because they're not doing it by faith. They're not doing it with knowledge. Knowledge must be there. You must know your rights. You must know when to deal with the devil. You must know when to talk to God. There's a difference. There are times that you talk to God about something. There are times that you deal with Satan about that thing. Because you know this is the devil. And he has to take his hands off of it. Glory to God. You don't hold God responsible for everything. Some people hold God responsible for everything. Say God has done it again. He's the one that killed my... Lord, I love you, I know. You killed her. It's okay. My faith will not shake. If you like, let it shake. Listen, how could God give you that child and take that child? You sure that's the devil. The Lord doesn't act like that. He's not a hawk. Hallelujah. Mm. So, living the supernatural life, you must talk. You must learn to talk. You know your rights, then you talk it. You put it to work. That's how you can be successful in it. Then the final one is you must act accordingly. You must act accordingly. You know it, you talk it, does not mean you stop. Let me give you an example. You're there, maybe you're sick. You're feeling this pain all over your body. And then you're, you're, you're there, shaking. And you begin to talk. I have the life. Let me tell you, this, this is something that I, I didn't learn years ago. I was a cell leader. And one day, I went to my cell as a student. And I taught them, you should not be sick. It is not right for you to be sick. And I started talking. I have the life of God in me. I have the, the word of whoops, whoops. The message was entering. Oh! Just one week after, I felt sick. So, so sick. So, so sick. <laughs> that they took me to the hospital, health center. And those ones felt. I think you people should take him home. He needs the attention of his parents. And all the way, they took me straight to Lagos. And I was so ashamed. When I go back to school, because those cell members found out I was sick. <laughs> and I was not around, because they had to find out from my leader. So where is he? He said, he's sick, he's gone over. Oh, so they found out. So. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't say I don't want to be cell leader again. I didn't know what to do. But it was so serious. And then one of them met me after I returned and said, Oh, it's not see you have been asking of you. So I was thinking, my thank God they didn't tell her. They said, I heard that you were strong. <laughs> that was the last message I preached. You should not be sick. You must not be sick. You have the life of God in you. Blah 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 blah. After talking, I fell sick. It was so serious. In fact, the devil came for me in such a way that it could not be hidden. He dealt with me. You know why? You know why that was possible? Because I was only saying it. I didn't have the revelation in my spirit. And if you have the revelation and you understand how it works, you'll be able to wait. You will know that you don't just say it. You act accordingly. Faith acts. Faith acts. 
He doesn't just talk. He acts. That's where some people are making mistakes. Ah. <laughs> By this time next week, I'll get it. By this time next week, I'll get it. I'll get that money. I'll get it. By this time next week, I'll get it. Are you acting accordingly? Oh, my result will change. Ah, it will change. It will change. Are you acting accordingly? Or rather, you're thinking, hmm, you are saying it all. But every once in a while, you go there and check the internet. Has it changed? It's not. <gasps> it will change. It will change. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Doubting God. Faith acts. Let me tell you. When Jesus said to Peter and said, come on that water. Do you know what helped Peter? No time to think about it. That was what helped him. He didn't have any time. No chance to think. So when, God, when Jesus said, come, he just quickly stepped. So when he started thinking about it, trouble started. You see, he started reasoning it out with his head. He started looking around. The boisterous wind, the noise, the waves. Ah, am I actually the one working on this water? And then he started sinking. So when you say you are the supernatural life, and you confess it, you must act accordingly. The one who says, I have and right now he's shaking. He says he's down with malaria. He had the symptoms of malaria. But you're saying that I refuse to be sick. I have the life of God in me. I'm full of life. What are you still doing on the bed? If you're okay, you shouldn't be on the bed. So what do you do? You stand up. You stand up and say in the name of Jesus, since I'm okay, I'm going to do everything like I should. Then you start fixing things. Shoot. Let me tell you, if you do that from your spirit to faith, that thing will not be able to. No situation in this life has that power enough to stand our face when we are putting it to work. That thing will just, it will leave you. It will leave you. By the time you remember that you were sick, maybe you were, you will just stop and say, this thing is gone. That's how it works. But when you are still there on that bed, say, let us buy you drugs. Mm-mm. I have the life of God in me. Oh, but you are still on that bed. You see that? I, I know when I read, I don't understand. I know. So why should I? Mm, I'm not bothering myself. You said no. Things have changed. Knowledge has come. I have the mind of Christ. And so in the name of Jesus, from now, anything I read stays. Number one, I understand and it stays. So, I'm going out tonight to read. So, you set out that night. Go somewhere. Sit down there and read. And say, in the name of Jesus. Don't say, I, I, I know I, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You are not going out to read. I, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Because you are used to the level of when I go out, I don't really understand. So, I know how I do my style. My style is, I usually love to read very early in the morning. Why early in the morning? Mm, that's my own style. And that early in the morning, you catch only something small. You say, I can read any time. Any time. I have the mind of Christ. What is early in the morning? Any time in the name of Jesus. And I will understand. That's acting your faith. You work. You act it. One day. Listen, there are little, little things that even on your own you can do. Just living the supernatural life is natural. Exclude God in the little things. Use it. From there you will graduate. And then you move up. And then you move up. Before you know it, you start commanding big things. That's how serious. 
Have you ever been beaten by, by an ant? And you say, heal in Jesus. And you say, ant. Yes! Start from there. Start from there. There was one time, this black, you know those black Black hands. You know when they bite you, precious Jesus. <laughs> I mean, for hours and sometimes for days, that thing will be there and you'll be feeling the pain. One beat me. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I kill your poison. And stepped on that thing. And that, that pain right there died. Right there. Not trying to think about it again. Why? I've spoken. It will work. The problem you have is you don't trust your words. Because you lie. Naturally. So, <laughs> sometimes unconsciously you don't trust your words. And if, if you tell lies a lot, that you can't rely on your... In fact, those who tell lies a lot, they don't even rely on someone else's word. They'll be thinking, I've done that before. He's just telling lies. Because you tell lies a lot. So you think everybody's just like that. Trust your words. As small as that is, use it. He said, but when it bites you, does it cause you any harm? Ah, uh-uh. I don't have time for any pain. They shouldn't be. Why, why, why do I want to have pain? Creatures, I'm higher than them. So you say, you don't allow it. Say, in the name of Jesus. One day I was burning something in the garden. And while I was burning, I walked away. I don't know, for some reason, maybe there's a body there or something. It exploded. And there are other trees around this thing. So it exploded and the trees around caught fire. I knew what that means because, you see, this was dry season. And those things could burn very easily and set the whole place on fire. So where do I start from? I want to go and get a bucket of water. And no, I didn't think that way. As I walked, as I came back out, I was surprised to see that. And I just went there. I wasn't going to trouble myself. I just stretched forth my hands. There is power in your hands. You don't have to be an apostle to have power in your hands. What did God tell Moses? Stretch forth your hands and divide the sea. There is power in your hands. When you stretch forth your hands, power goes there in that direction. I just stretched forth my hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I command the fire to quench. Listen, the Lord is my witness. While I was still getting it out of my mouth, they started quenching one after the other. The Lord is my witness. It all went off while I was standing there. The only thing I was burning was what I was burning. And I walked back inside. This, this is how to live a life. And you can't get there if you don't practice it. You have to start with small things. Otherwise, you cannot get there. Those things that you ignore. Happens, they ignore ah, do we have to pray for this? A man of God one time was with uh, somebody who is now his PA in ministry. Was with him while they were back in school. And they were sleeping together in the same room. And while they were sleeping, there were a lot of mosquitoes in that room. <laughs> and it was biting this other one. And the man of God just kept sleeping. Listen. If this whole house is loaded with mosquitoes, it's not going to stop me from sleeping. That's the truth. He said, it's because you sleep too bad. No, that's not the, that's not the point. I've, I've killed mosquitoes before my body, soaked in blood before my body. 
and I didn't think I would have malaria. How would it happen? My what? He was sleeping with this other God who is now the PA in ministry. And mosquitoes just kept disturbing this world. The man of God and the PA woke the man of God. He said, what? Pastor, what is it? He said, there are a lot of mosquitoes, mosquitoes in this room. How are you coping? He said, tell them to die in the name of Jesus. I will back to sleep. And then the PA said, what? Mosquitoes. Because he was wondering, uh-uh, mosquitoes, we, we still have to be, I do it. <laughs> I do it. Not because of their bite, but I do it because of their noise. I'm in a room, maybe I go to sleep somewhere and there are a lot of mosquitoes and they are disturbing me. I say, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command the mosquitoes to die. Every one of you, wherever you are, die in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, ah, ah. Okay. The Bible reveals that we have authority over everything. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You could use authority over everything. You could speak to your phone, speak to your clothes, everything. Everything. You know what God is raising us to be? He's raising us to a level where something drops on your hand, from your hand. And that thing breaks. Instead of you crying, is it mirror or something? And you got me together, say in the name of Jesus, fix. That's how God would have acted. That's how Jesus would have acted. I told you about him. That's the level he's raising us. Say, does that not mean that we have become magicians? We are greater than magicians. That's what is called the supernatural life. Beyond the natural. For the natural man, for him. What do we do? But for the supernatural man, no, he doesn't think what do we do. He knows what to do. I have the life of God in me. Ha, ha. Glory to God. See, I'll never be defeated. Say it again. Say to someone, say, I will never be defeated. Glory to God. Turn to the book of James, chapter number 2. Chapter number 2. Read the 20th verse. James is under the New Testament. For those that are still trying to search where it is. You there? Alright, read it. Want to go. <laughs> Hold on, everybody's not there. So I'm looking for where it is. Go back from under the Old Testament to the New. He's under the New Testament. Now everybody read this. One to go. I don't know what you're reading, but I can hear faith. But I believe what I'm saying is faith without is dead, right? Mm-hmm. It says, oh, vain man. Faith without works is dead. In other words, you can't say you have faith without. Faith without works is dead. It's not talking about working in mobile or shell, 
uh, say you have faith and you're not working in Zenith Bank. And that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about corresponding action. Your faith must have corresponding action. To live the supernatural life, there must be corresponding action. You don't just say it. For instance, when I stretch forth my hands and I hack that thing to quench, I didn't bother myself staying and seeing whether it will work. I know. The moment I said it. Corresponding action. That's faith. Now, this I just told you. I'm not telling you because I'm anointed as an apostle. It has nothing to do with the anointing as an apostle. It has nothing to do with whether you are a pastor or an evangelist. I'm talking about your own normal Christian life. This thing is my own normal Christian. I desire to grow in spiritual things as a Christian. And so I go after the things of God like that. So it has nothing to do with that. Ah, I wish I could be anointed like that. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has a lot to do with the word of God and acting on the word of God. At your level, I started doing it ever before I even became a pastor or something. Just, I started practicing it on my own level. And there were times it looked like it worked. There were times it looked like it didn't work. So I knew maybe I'd missed something. I would still learn more about it. I just kept, I was not discouraged. Maybe there's something I've missed out. Because sometimes you see it looks like it didn't work. You've left something. Maybe there's something you've missed. Maybe there's something you needed to know you've not known. But start at your level and start putting it to work. And you don't say, I, I want to go and somebody now and then I want to go and for an interview. I want to go for something. And then you're beginning to think within yourself that what if they don't accept me? What if they say no? You see, why would you think like that? A Christian. Even if that thought is coming, why not just stop before you go out and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm favored. And so as I go out, favor locates me. As I step out. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I meet that man, I'm favored. Whoever is there, I'm favored. I would need this favor in my life. And then you go out. Because what's are powerful? You don't just leave the house like that and say, uh, 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 I'm late. And just, no, stop. What are you going to do? What are you going there to do? What do you want to achieve? You speak about that thing before you set out. As I go out now, my steps are ordered of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. I do not meet anyone by chance. I do not go places by chance. In the name of Jesus, my words are wisdom. They come out. They just lose out of me. Wisdom. They come out freely. I don't speak foolish words. You know some people, the reason why they reject you where you, you went to, the reason why they rejected you is because you said something very nasty. You shouldn't have. Something you were not supposed to say. They ask you a simple question, then you reply, ah, that was not my fault, sir. Eh? You are very stupid. Get out of my office, you see. But if you have prepared your heart, your spirit, speaking the right way, when you step there, when the fellow is talking, wisdom will just come out. Your words will be gracious. Such that when the one that is attending to you, you just wonder, wow. Hmm. Just attend to you calmly and cool. But because that one is not there, you just rushed out. Hey, but I prayed this morning. There's a difference between praying and talking. There's a difference. You talk. You say, I will never be disfavored. As I go out now, money locates me. If that's what you're going for, something that has to do with money. In the name of Jesus, money locates me. Oh, you are going for lectures. You say, as I go for lectures now, 
I'm full of grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, I remember there are times at lecture why lecturers will send people out, but I will come in and I will send me out. As a student, a lot of times I will see those people outside. Say, why are you guys here? Say, the man sent us out. Why? Because we came late. <laughs> and I'll just walk in. And I'll sit down. I've never been embarrassed by a lecturer before. Never. You know why? Be- because I speak words before going out. I've never, I've not had such an experience before in my life. That lecturer will embarrass me. Get out of there. Get. It has never happened. There was one that tried. Let me tell you. He asked me in the class. Because I wanted to ask a question. So he said something on the bus. So I, I said, sir, I have a question. And then I asked the question. And then he said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Zion. <laughs> and he looked at me. He said, Zaria? I said, no, not Zaria. I thought in my heart, God forbid. I said, Zion. He looked at me narrowly and said, are you joking? In fact, before I finish saying Zion, my classmates echoed it. Zion! <laughs> then he was getting offended now. Because he really wanted to know. I don't know why. He really wanted to know. He said, I'm talking to you and you're saying you're from Zion. I said, that's the truth, sir. He said, what's the truth? I said, that I'm from Zion, sir. He said, don't worry. You will beg me. Don't worry. And then he continued. He didn't attend the next class. <laughs> he said, what did you do? I want to tell you. I knew there was trouble. There's fire on the mountain. So I go back home that, that night. And by the time I was done, the Lord said, don't worry. The next class, our class rep came to announce. I said, the man, there's something, something, the man just had to go and leave. Now, I believe that should be the second time he will be teaching us maths. Now, he didn't come again. So someone else is coming, and that lecturer is coming to take his place. That was the only time that there was a situation that involved me and a lecturer. And it was a lecturer that had to leave for me, because I knew what to do. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Some people say this is too good to be true. <laughs> Where are you from? Somebody say, no, I'm from Anambra, continue. <laughs> which part of you says, if we dissect you, which part of you is Anambra? Continue. Which part of you? You knew you were from there because you were told. Your parents told you, they one day sit you down and say, we discovered that we are not from there. I said, where are you from? We are from Kogi now. So we have to change everything. We are from Kogi. Ah. And I've always claimed Ugbo Mosho. I said, you are not Ugbo anything. You are not from Kogi. <laughs> Straight away you change. No we, no man after the flesh anymore. 
In Christ, didn't you read it? It says, we don't know this man after the flesh anymore. That's Jesus. So same thing for us. So if you keep confessing you are from that place, you are from this place, all the negativities of that area will begin to follow you. They said you are from Ogo State. Which part? Say you are from Ijebu. You will be very stingy. No matter how you try to. You can't help it. You will just be displaying stinginess. Say you are from um, or your state. Ah, you like to pick things. You will. Why? You are confessing it. And you even fight. You fight your roommate over this thing. You say, who is it? Oh, yeah, it's better than that place. We are from, and you are fighting over this thing. No wonder your life is like this. You are not from there. You are a Christian. That's who you are. A Cri we belong in Zion. How can I tell you this now? Ah, how many of you catch this? We belong in Zion. We don't belong in um, uh, Sokoto, uh, Kaduna, uh, all those areas. You don't belong in any of those. When you came into Christ, there is a new place. Christ. Where is Christ? Zion. That's where you dwell now. That's where you live now. That's where you are from now. I look just like my daddy. When did you look? When will you look like Jesus? Who is this your daddy? A smoker. He could smoke the whole house. He could finish... I, I look like my daddy. This your daddy is not born again. I look like my daddy. And I'm so proud. I look like my... My nose is just like his own. My head is just like his... <laughs> I take after my daddy. You are very carnal. If he's not born again, he's not useful. He's not useful. I belong in Zion. Glory to God. And the Bible says, that dwell therein shall not say... Ah, should I show you that today? Maybe another day. I wanted to show you that in the fire. Well, somebody say hallelujah. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806-0876-143 or 0816-0114-389. Thank you and God bless you.